Welcome to the podcast Bipolar Boss. This podcast is all about serving up bipolar realness, real stories, real struggles, and real happiness. I am on a mission to change the conversation about mental illness, and that starts here with me and you. I want to hashtag end the stigma around mental health so that it is treated just like any other illness. So many of us don't have a voice or are not ready to use their voice. It can be exhausting, draining, and requires a lot of courage and bravery. So I want to be that voice for people. I want to create awareness and educate others so that people understand what it's like and what we go through on a daily basis. came from some users on Instagram. I put up a question to uh, for people to submit topics that they were interested in me talking about. And there was two that it came down to. One was stigma in the workplace, which I am very interested in. It'll probably be the next topic. And the second one was the reaction from friends and family. So when I put those two in a poll, the reaction from friends and family after you get diagnosed came up as the most popular. It was a really close tie though. It was 60-40. So only, you know, a few more people chose the second option. So here I am today. I'm going to talk about reactions from friends and family after you share your diagnosis with them. This is actually a really close topic um, to my heart. It's the very first thing I ever spoke about on my podcast. If you go back to my first episode, my first episode was about the reactions of people that I got and when I first came out as bipolar disorder and how that affected me. So this is going to be similar to that, but a little bit more in depth. I'm going to talk about my experience um, with that, but I'm also going to talk about kind of the three groups of people that I see and the three type of reactions that I see. And then I want to talk about how we can deal with that, how people who, you know, like us who have bipolar disorder, other mental health issues that may have stigma around them, how can we deal with that um, and not let it get to us too much? which is kind of impossible, but you'll see. (laughs) And then also how friends and family should react to us when we tell them that we have bipolar disorder. I don't like using the word should because I don't want to tell anybody what to do, but coming from a place of, uh, you know, having bipolar disorder for many years and seeing many different reactions and actually being misdiagnosed so many times and having to explain that, I've seen a lot of people's reactions. Trust me. And I've seen a lot of good ones, I've seen a lot of bad ones, and I've seen a lot of okay ones. But I think there are some things that we can all do to try and make this experience a little bit easier for people. So stay tuned. Here we go. So before we really jump into things today, there are a couple things I want to talk about, a couple things that are going on in the world right now. Um, it was just National Coming Out Day the other day, and it was just uh, World Mental Health Day. There's always a day for something, I swear. Every day I go on social media, it's like National Dog Day, National like Toe Picking Day. I don't know. <laughs> seriously there's a day for anything anyways I feel like those two days are important important and they kind of go um, hand in hand so first um, to all the national coming out day people I just want to do a shout out and say uh, you know good for you for all those people that posted and for anybody that did come out this year I am here for you I really feel you I've been there Um, And I could see the struggle and 
I just want people to know, like, because, you know, this can really affect your mental health and your mental state when you're, when you're not out and you're not being who you want to be. I want you to know too, that I tell everybody this, you have to stay safe and you have to do what's good for you. Um, and sometimes coming out always isn't the best option in that time. And maybe it is. But what you need to know is that you need to do what's best for you. So at the end of the day, if you want to come out, you come out. If you can't come out, you can't. But do know that when you do, there's a whole family waiting for you, a chosen family. Um, a gay community is awesome. So shout out to all my fellow queer people. That's all I'm going to say about that. Second, World Mental Health Day. Okay, every day is mental health day for me. If you follow me on Instagram, I post every single day. It's no different for me. Um, I think that, yes, every day is every day about everything. So when people are like, well, every day is mental health day. Well, every day is eating breakfast day. Every day is I, I'm a nurse day. Every day I'm a doctor every day. You know what I mean? Like there are, so we do need these days to recognize it because it's like a worldwide approach to it. And all of a sudden, everybody's talking about it on that day. So, you know, I feel like, yeah, for me, it's not any different, but I feel like it is different for the people that maybe haven't aren't really out with their mental illness or they don't know that they have one or that there's somebody on the other side of it so they're a partner or they're a manager or they're a boss or they're a business owner or they're a sister or their brother or they're just random population that want to know about mental health it's so so important to educate people i can't even tell you how important that is i will always ask questions like the other day or sorry answer questions but i have to tell you guys the other day i did get pretty upset i'm usually really good at keeping my cool i don't really get angry or mad or upset with most people unless you really piss me off so i was out with a with a client actually and um client's friend said I don't even know how we got talking about bipolar disorder, but we did. And I mentioned that I had that illness and he was like, oh, that's not a real illness. My friend has that. And he, I just, you know, I'd always tell him that's not real and you just need to, you know, like get over it and all this stuff. And immediately I was like, whoa, okay. I haven't heard somebody say that in a really long time. And I was like, just so you know, it is a real mental illness. I went on and explained some things, but he just wasn't getting it. Um, he just wasn't understanding. And right here and now, I'm talking about reactions. This is a reaction that I have received before. It is not the first time. Normally, I can keep my cool, but I got upset. I turned the other way. And he tried to start talking to me again. And I said, honestly, guy, guy, <laughs> honestly, man, I can't talk to you right now because of what you just said. Like, I actually physically can and mentally cannot even have a conversation with you. That's how upset I was. And I think it was just because the fact that like he thought he was right and I just really don't understand when people deny science like I know science changes and it's always updating and they find new discoveries but just so everybody knows out there bipolar disorder is a real illness okay depression is real anxiety is real schizophrenia is real OCD is real cancer is real heart disease is real diabetes is real they're all real so if someone tries to tell you that Honestly, my advice to you is just ignore it unless you want to get into the discussion. But that, you know, he's the type of person that needs World Mental Health Day to know that there is a whole industry that's dedicated towards dealing with mental health. Like we wouldn't have psychiatrists and psychologists and doctors 
dedicated towards mental health efforts if they weren't real. And we wouldn't have scientific facts out there if they weren't real. So I'll get into that later, what kind of response that is and how you're supposed to deal with it. So anyways, that was annoying. But I just want to say for World Mental Health Day is that I want to urge everybody to try and drop the stigma as much as you can. So learn. That's all you have to do. Ask questions. Be nice about it. But just ask. Like when you get, when you're someone who has bipolar disorder and the person genuinely asks a question, I am so happy about it because I can see the person wants to learn and they want to understand. And so that's going to be one of my big points as well. So why don't I just get into these three groups anyway, since I'm already kind of talking about it. The three groups of people that I've seen that respond either negatively or positively to your diagnosis are, number one, the people that nothing really changes. They just go on like everything's the same. And that could be a good or a bad thing, depending on who you are. (laughs) So, you know, you go and you tell, you're like, hey, Donna, I don't know why I use that name, but Donna, I have bipolar disorder. And they're like, oh, wow, like, I'm really sorry to hear about that. Or they don't say anything at all. And they're just like, okay. And then your relationship doesn't change. Now, that could be a good thing. That could just be them being like, okay, awesome, cool. Like, let's be friends. Let's do our thing. But then it could also be a bad thing because they may not actually be realizing the news that you are telling them. If you just got diagnosed with bipolar disorder, I'm sorry, but that's a big deal. So it deserves a big response. And so when someone just says, okay, and doesn't change anything, you might start to have issues down the road with that person. Now, if that person is just like an acquaintance, then it really doesn't matter. But that person may kind of be blowing it off to the point where they actually don't want to talk about it and they don't want anything to do with it. Now, I'm not saying they all will be like that. Some of them that don't really change much may just be waiting for you to say some changes or, hey, you know, guys, I actually can only stay out till 8 p.m. now because I have to take my medication. I'm only going to be out on the weekend. Um, I'm going to be in therapy every Friday. Um, I'm not going to be able to go on that trip now. All of these things, you may be the one that that will say all these things. And that's totally fine because they're just waiting for you. They're just probably that personality type that doesn't want to necessarily bug you or dig into it or make you feel worse in that situation. And they're waiting to come to you. You will have people like that and you'll be the one that get to that gets to kind of navigate that conversation. And I will tell you, please do navigate the conversation because if you don't, you're going to run into problems. So the next kind of group of people are the ones that will treat you differently in a negative way. So those are the people that are going to respond like, oh, I don't think bipolar disorder is real or who diagnosed you with that or you don't have that. You probably have this instead or you should go get a second opinion when secretly you've already had 20 opinions Um, or, you know, they'll ignore you or they'll be judgmental, like give you that weird face or like decide that they don't want to be friends with you anymore. It's like you have this contagious illness and they can't even sit beside you. I feel like that's only one or two percent of people. Um, you know, some people probably experience this more than others. I I feel like there has there have been negative situations, but the positive ones outweigh that, and there's a lot more positive than negative. Um, but there, that group of people is definitely there. Um, the ones that ignore it are actually the ones that drive me the most crazy, because I'm like, 
hello, like, I'm here, I'm bipolar, why are you ignoring this, it's really important to me. I only notice that with people really close to me, people that I have to travel with, people that I have to speak to on a daily basis, people that are related to me, people that are my best friends. If they're ignoring this huge part of me, this huge thing that made made the last 10 years of my life make sense, I'm not sure how to relate to that person anymore because that would be like having a huge life change, like, oh, I have a baby, but your friend ignores the fact that you have a baby every single time you talk, never wants to meet the baby, never asks about it, never even acknowledges the fact that you had a baby. That is weird. (laughs) Um, The third group of people are the ones that react positively. So they're the ones that are going to be, you know, empathetic and caring, compassionate and ask you if you need anything and check on you regularly. Like when people ask me how I'm feeling, I get like, I'm usually surprised because it doesn't happen very often, but it also makes me feel really nice inside because I'm like, wow, this person recognizes that I have a real illness and that a lot of times I'm sick. And so when they're asking me how I'm feeling, I feel like that person really cares and they are just checking in on me. Like if somebody had cancer, the first thing that you would probably ask them when you talk to them next is how they were feeling. So that's just an a general thing to ask. Like I had um, somebody that lived in my neighborhood. We're not super close or anything, but I see her once in a while. She's a retired nurse. And like every time I see her, she's asking me how I'm feeling, which is really nice because that's her recognizing that I have a health issue and her checking in on me to see if I'm okay. So I would say those are the three groups. There's obviously exceptions and people in there, but those are the three groups of people that um, the three ways that people will react to you. So I do have some solutions on how to deal with this. And I also have some solutions for those people on how to respond better. Now, people are people. Nobody's perfect. You're never going to get everyone to respond how you want. Not everyone's going to be nice to you. I know that. Not everybody's going to be friends with you. But this is your way of like swimming through the sea of people and finding your tribe, finding the person that does care about you, that does care that you have to go to bed early because you took your meds and so they change their schedule to meet during the daytime. Finding those friends that ask you how you're feeling, that check in on you, that see if you need anything. Those are the friends that you want, not people that are ignoring you and don't care that you have bipolar disorder or never check in on you. Like who wants those kind of friends, guys? Come on. Okay. Next topic, or sorry, next section is going to be how we deal with it. It's important for us to know how to respond to certain situations, but it's also important for the other side to understand. Conversation is a two-way thing. Listening is a two-way thing. I find a lot of people these days really need to brush up on their listening skills. (laughs) So often you'll be talking and the other person is just thinking about what they're going to say next. When that happens, there's no listening taking place. They're not actually fully, truly understanding what you're saying. And that doesn't make for good conversation. (laughs) So we do need to make sure we're listening to each other. If we're not listening to each other, we're not supporting each other, we're not caring. And I mean, there's going to be periods of time where you just can't listen. Nobody listens 100% of the time. 
But if somebody's having an important conversation with you, you should really try. So there's some things that I think other people can work on when hearing other people's diagnoses, diagnoses <laughs> or hearing other people's stories. So one thing is judgment. I think a lot of people sometimes their first reaction to things is judgment. That is one thing people absolutely do not need. It makes us feel, you know, kind of not very good about ourselves. And then we feel bad for even saying anything in the first place. And if we're in a vulnerable state, we could then go in and feel suicidal or more depressed, which is not a good thing. And so I urge people to try to be open-minded about mental health and not judge on the first time someone tells you something or not judge at all. I just don't really see the point of judgment. I've never understood it. I really don't like it. And for me, I accept all forms of people and I think people should practice that more. We are humans and we are going to judge ourselves and other people sometimes. But when it comes to something as serious as mental health, as serious as anybody's health in general, no matter if it's physical or mental, we don't need to judge them. That's the worst thing that you could do. Um, Next thing is trying to give advice. So maybe later on, you'll want to give advice to your partner, to your friend, your family member. But right when they get diagnosed is not the time to give them advice. They've probably just gone and seen several different doctors and they've probably been misdiagnosed. Who knows, maybe they've been in the system for 10 years like I was. So the last thing they need in that moment is advice. It's going to make us feel like we don't know what we're doing when we've just found out what we were doing. (laughs) Like for me, it took me, you know, 10 years to get diagnosed two years after finding out I might be bipolar to find out if I was bipolar. And the last thing I wanted from someone was to give me advice because I had just gone through advice for two years from doctors. I have enough advice at the moment. Thank you. But if you'd like to give me some in the future, great. But one thing you shouldn't say is, oh, maybe it's not that Maybe you have this instead. (laughs) When somebody has just worked hard to get a diagnosis, and let me tell you, half the time it's a fight to even get one, the last thing you want to say to someone, oh, is maybe it's not that, maybe it's this instead. And you may be saying it from a good place, but just don't say it at all. Um, Next thing is questioning. So something saying like, well, who told you that? It can't be true. Well, who diagnosed you? That's probably not right. Why would someone diagnose you with something like that? You don't seem like you have that. Again, questioning, not a good thing to do after someone has just admitted their diagnosis to you. Again, they went through a lot of hard work, a lot of time to get this diagnosis. They don't need questions from you. It's going to make them retreat back into that hole, make them feel really sad again about what has happened to them. This person may have come to peace with their diagnosis, and then they get questioning from you. How do you think that's going to make them feel? not very good. Again, it'll affect their self-esteem. It'll affect their health in that moment. They may go slip back into a depression or into suicidal moments and thoughts. So instead of being like that, um, we can do things such as one, being empathetic. Being empathetic allows you to understand what that person is going through and to respond in a way 
that you essentially are going through their same idea or going through their same diagnosis. So if the person is telling you their diagnosis and you respond with empathy, they're going to feel really good about themselves and they're going to feel really good about their situation. And that is what you want them to feel. Even if it's a misdiagnosis, even if it's the wrong thing, you want them to feel good in that moment because they have discovered a path that they're going to go down and they're going to get treatment and they're going to get help. And that's what's important because help and treatment are all on the right path to becoming a healthier, better, better person. Even if it's not the right treatment, they will someday get the right treatment just by going through the process. And by you being empathetic, you're a positive role model, positive support for that process. It's really not hard to respond with empathy, even if you have to pretend. (laughs) Honestly, don't pretend if you can. But for the first little while when you're learning to become an empathetic person, just pretend if you have to, because it's better to give a pretend empathetic response than give some of the negative ones that I already mentioned. Another one, another way to deal or to respond is compassion and care. So this is similar to empathy, but more on the side of caring. So wow, I'm really sorry that happened to you or that's your diagnosis. I'm really here to support you. I really care about you. I want to be here for you. Um, And you don't have to even go that in depth, like if you're not a super caring person or maybe you don't really know that person that well. So instead, you could just say things like, wow, I'm really sorry. I hope that you get the help that you need. Those sort of things. And lastly, support. So just kind of like I was touching on now, but being supportive to the person. It's really not hard, guys. Um, You can offer support in many different ways, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's, you know, calling them once a week or texting them to see how they're doing or bringing over some food or taking them to a movie or taking them for a walk. You know, all of those things really help. Like my dad, you know, he's not... he doesn't really know a whole lot about bipolar disorder or doesn't really ask me much about it, but he's helped me in ways that still have been supportive. Like when I, after I got diagnosed and um, I was having a really hard time and I wasn't working or anything, he brought over a full garden for me to plant. So he brought over all the dirt and the all of the flowers, which was the sweetest thing ever. And that got me out of the house every morning for the next week or so. And it was getting me active because I had to haul the dirt from outside of my fence into the garden. And then I planted a garden and watched it grow. So something like that, he probably didn't even realize how much that helped me, but it did. And he didn't have to say anything to me. He didn't have to say, I want to support you, so I'm going to get you this garden so that you have something to do. He just did it and brought it over and spent his money to make me feel better. And in that moment, it did make me feel better. Sure, it didn't take away my illness. It didn't get me out of my depressive episode. But every day, I felt better because I got to go outside and do something for myself. And I didn't have any money in that time because I wasn't working and I didn't couldn't get any assistance. So him buying me something like that actually meant a lot. So there's many different ways that we can support people. It doesn't always have to be through your words. It can be through your actions as well, which will probably last longer than your words anyways. But please, 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 people, do not question, do not judge, and just be nice. (laughs) Be nice to each other. Be nice to your siblings. Don't question them. Be nice to your friends. Give them support. If you can't, then 
I don't know. You need to fix yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> okay, so those that's my advice to you. It's my advice to the other side. Stay tuned for the next section. I'm going to talk about my experiences. I'm not going to dive too much into the details of all of my reactions since I've kind of done a podcast on that, my very first podcast, and I've talked about it throughout this podcast and also in some others. So I'm just going to touch on my um, some of my stories briefly. I think most of my reactions were positive. I only got a couple negative ones here and there, such as that's not a real illness or questioning my diagnosis and the validity of it. But believe me, when I go through the system for 10 years and two years to get a diagnosis, it's probably valid because I've seen tons of doctors, just like probably many of you have out there. And this is the opinion of many doctors. I do have maybe some family members that don't want to recognize I have this illness because they see me, see me as a successful, educated, happy person, which I am. That's me. That's my personality. But the illness is not me. It's just a part of me. And it explains the last, you know, five or seven years of being sick. And so finally recognizing that and acknowledging it and having it a part of your life is a huge relief. Like it's a huge relief. So I want people to celebrate that. I want people to be excited about that. I want people to finally see that I'm going to be happy and healthy now because I'm not going to be sick every day. It's exhausting being sick. And that's how I felt for a really long time. So I guess when family members or friends tend to ignore it, it makes me feel a little bit defeated and like the person doesn't necessarily care. Because again, back to you know like having the baby analogy. Like if I ignored the fact that my friend had a baby for the rest next five years, she probably wouldn't want to be friends with me or think that was really weird. So we can't ignore big pieces of people's lives like that. And as much as you don't want to believe somebody has an illness, you have to believe it because they have it and it's a part of them. It's a huge part of me. And if somebody doesn't want to recognize that, then it's hard for me to relate to them just because it's such a large part of my life. And, you know, things like if I'm going to go traveling with someone, they have to know that I'm on medication, that I have to be in bed at a certain time, that my schedule revolves around that, and that I can't take my meds at midnight and get up at eight in the morning. It's just not possible. And if you don't believe it, try the medication. (laughs) Just kidding. Don't do that. But I always tell people, like, I take Seroquel, and it's like a tranquilizer. It takes about 15 hours to wear off. And when I get up early in the morning, I take my meds at 6 or 7 p.m. That way I can get up at 6 or 7. If I take my meds at 2 or 3, which I often do when I'm DJing or if I have an event to go to, I'm not getting up till 12, 1 or 2 p.m. the next day. That's just the way that it is. Some people don't understand that. Some people do. The people that understand it, I get along with them better. I have better times with them. I travel better with them. People that don't understand it, it's hard for me to travel with them. It's hard for me to hang out with them. It's hard for me to do anything with them. Because it comes with this whole thing of not just understanding, but then you start to feel animosity and you start to feel angry and you start to feel frustrated about it. Because this is not something I can control. Your illness is not something that you asked for. Maybe something you're born with or you got through environmental factors or whatever it may be. 
It's not something that you pray to the gods to have. (laughs) So at the end of the day, that means that you can't always control everything that happens to you. And you can't change the fact that you have a mental illness. All you can do is adapt to it. So when you've adapted to it and somebody else hasn't, it's a bit of a struggle because your life will change drastically from what it was before. So people may expect the same behavior and same patterns of you before you got healed, before you took medication. So those are the areas that can get tricky. My partners that I've told pretty much have all had good reactions. When I first started dating people, after my serious, serious relationship and breakup, I did tell them eventually if it started to get kind of serious or if I started to hang out with them or go to their house and sleep over and that kind of stuff, I would always tell them. And they always responded really great. I was so nervous. I would tell them on Monday, hey, I've got something I really need to talk to you about. And then it would take me two days by Wednesday just to work up the courage to tell them. (laughs) And then I would tell them it'd be off my shoulders and they're like, oh, that's all you had to tell me, (laughs) which is a pretty good reaction considering I was thinking they were going to freak out and not want to see me anymore. So those were some of the things that I had to do after I got diagnosed. And let me tell you, most of the time it's going to be positive. So if that's the only thing holding you back is somebody's reactions, don't let it hold you back because most of them will be good, but you can also adapt, you know, your way of responding just like some of the tools and tips that I gave so that it doesn't affect you. But remember, don't tell your story until you're ready. So that's kind of my experiences with it. All in all, I will say that yes, some friends and family will treat you differently after your diagnosis. And that's either going to be in a positive or negative way. And then some people won't really notice at all or do much at all. And you'll find your way, you'll navigate your way through those sea of people. You'll find the ones that care and the ones that don't and the ones that really want to learn about you, the ones that want to be there, the ones that want to show you that they understand and that they're willing to do what it takes to support you and whatever that may be. Mental illness is a daily fight, especially bipolar disorder, especially things like schizophrenia. Every day matters. Every day, every sleep that I get matters. It affects how I feel. Whatever I eat that day affects how I feel, and I no longer want to ever be sick, and I hope that most of you out there don't. So I will do anything in my power not to feel sick that day. When I have a bad day, I can't help it. I do get a little depressed and sad because I feel sick, and I hate it. So when I'm around other people, I'm going to be doing what's best for me in order to stay healthy, and they may not always agree with that or may not always see it your way or may not always understand because they don't have the illness that you do. So that means you need to watch out for yourself. You need to do what's best for you. And at the end of the day, this is your life. Remember that. At the end of the day, I think I've said it enough. Just watch out for yourself when it comes to friends and family's reactions. Be prepared. Set yourself up for success before you even go and tell them. Come up with different ways that you can respond. So that way you'll respond calmly and in a manner which will help you at the end of the day. Will help you 
feel better about the conversations that you had. So come up with the possible responses that you think people are going to give you like from your closest friends and family, and then come up with your responses of how you want to respond. Maybe you do some research, maybe you come up with some statistics, maybe you just want to respond in a way that makes you feel loved and cared for, and that's how you respond to them. So be prepared and just be honest with yourself how you're feeling and be honest with others remember to communicate as much as possible communicate where you can and don't be afraid to stand up for yourself because you will have to that's my advice to everyone i hope that people out there have a good reaction from friends and family i think it's getting better i think more people are getting educated the stigma is dropping this work that we're doing is really making a difference and i believe that most people will respond positively even if it takes a couple tries so please try your best remember though really really important do not tell your story if you're not emotionally ready give yourself some time to figure out your life figure out your diagnosis and then go on and tell your story okay much love thank you all so much for listening i love hearing all your messages on instagram about how much you love my podcast and how much it's helping you it really warms my heart If you really love my podcast, please go on iTunes and subscribe and give me a five-star rating so that you can help my podcast get bumped to the top. That would be lovely. And please check out my Instagram at MissBliss199 where I bear all my story, my inspiration. You can get all kinds of knowledge and inspiration on my page if you're feeling low, if you're feeling down. That's definitely the place to go. So every third Thursday of the month, I'll be releasing a podcast. And then the following Thursday, I do a live show. Thank you all for listening. Mwah. XO. Oh, remember, give in, get better, and never give up.